The Successful Servant Leader Podcast is all about the pioneer woman on her unique journey of becoming and being who God has called her to be. The divine connection between the wealth mindset and success in every area of our lives can no longer be denied. Successful Servant Leader teaches us how to increase our confidence and strategically and effectively serve while in the pursuit of success in our lives, our faith, and our businesses. I'm your host, Victoria Grace, and welcome to the show. Hello, SSL fam. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and being a part of this movement. It is your girl, Victoria Grace, and I'm super excited to get right into today's episode. Of course, I am so glad that you are here. Give yourself a pat on the back, a big pat on the back for intentionally choosing to be a part of this conversation that will most definitely help all of us level up spiritually, professionally, and personally, okay? Because Yeah. Now, before we do anything else, if you're new here, welcome. Hello. What's up? If you're new here, go ahead and make sure that you hit that subscribe button on whatever app you are listening on. You will get a fresh episode on either the wealthy place, healthy behavior change, current topics related to the modern day servant leader and the modern day pioneer woman, and maybe even a a combination of all three every single week. Right now, when I'm recording this, it is Saturday, but I have to say happy, happy, happy new week. I pray that your last week was off the chain. And if it wasn't, let's do what we can to make sure that this week is. And I say this to say that this was a good week for me. It was a really great week for me. And I thank God for it. Number one. Number two, I'm proud of myself because sis been doing it y'all. Okay. You see me recording this podcast on Saturday. You see me recording ahead of time. So make sure that you guys get this fresh early in the morning. As soon as you wake up on Monday. Okay. Like, can we give ourselves a pat on the back for when we're doing what we're supposed to do and we're giving what we're supposed to give? I, I think so. Go ahead and do that. But anyway, We're going to make sure that this week is a good week. And by the look at our topic today, the title, you can see that I'm kind of going to give you definitely a little bit of correction. I needed that correction as well, but it's okay because correction can be good. Correction is not always a bad thing. And so before I go any further, because your girl is definitely jumping ahead of herself, let's go over today's biblical truth. Now, since I'm recording this on Saturday and not Monday, we will have to go over our Friday word, but that's okay. It is based off of Jeremiah 29 and 11. You already know this. We all know this. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Are you ready to say your biblical truth with me today? Are you ready to declare and decree this over your life? It says, today, I focus my thoughts and heart posture towards God. I know that I am his priority and he is mine. Mm, That's so good. Today, I focus my thoughts and heart posture towards God. I know that I am his priority and he is mine. You already know what I'm about to say. 
Stand firmly on today's biblical truth. Believe that you have the power and the authority through Christ to mentally and physically align yourself with God's truth regularly and consistently, not just on occasion. Our daily biblical truths, as you know, are brought to you by our amazing community, Sisters in Pursuit. And so if you want to learn more about Sisters in Pursuit or join our community, which it is free, by the way, all you have to do is click that link in the show notes and you will be right inside of our community, okay? Remember, focus your thoughts and your heart posture towards God. You're his priority, so he should be your priority as well. You know that you are his priority. You know you're his priority. You know you're his priority. And that's why he has this word for you today, okay? That is exactly why he has this word for you today. You see that the topic is can't do everything for you. And that was just because I didn't know how else to put it, okay? I didn't know what else to say except for can't do everything for you. I can't do everything for you. Your mama can't do everything for you. Your spouse can't do everything for you. Your children can't go, always go get the remote when you need them to go get it. I mean, can't do everything for you. And so I need you to understand that God is saying as well, he can't do everything for you. So let's talk about it. At least twice a week, I'm going to say three times, we have this movie that is played in our house, two movies really. And it's kind of, they're on rotation, right? One of them is Finding Nemo, of course, like how could you not watch Finding Nemo? And if you are a millennial parent, how could you not introduce your child to Finding Nemo, right? Another movie is Wally. This movie, Wally, we could go a week without watching Nemo. It'll come up within a week for sure. But Wally? Oh, every five days, at least once, if not twice. And at least every Saturday or every Friday, right? And of course, today is Saturday. So what's on the TV right now? Wally. Now, disclaimer, I really do not like Disney. I mean, you know, it is what it is. I just don't like Disney. I don't like what they try to push the agenda that most of their shows have, especially nowadays. And so, yeah, I am very, very picky about what I do allow my son to watch, which is why Finding Nemo is most definitely at the top of one of the Disney movies that we are allowed to watch. Um, and Wally just kind of got here into the picture within like the last four to six months, maybe. And of course, I had to watch it with him first and I watched it, but I was kind of in and out, but I didn't see anything crazy in it. Okay. Now, mind you, I've tried to allow him to watch some of these newer Disney movies and immediately know it. There is some, something subliminal, something where I'm just like immediately know. And so anywho, Wally. Now I let him know about six months ago, like I said, yeah, you can watch that. I'm, I'm very comfortable with you watching Wally. And so I had never really sat down and watched it. I watched it, but I didn't watch it. You know, you, you know, your mom, you're kind of like doing multiple things, whatever, whatever. And so I finally sat down and watched Wally maybe like a month ago. And I'm like, this is actually a pretty good movie. And the message is very, very clear. Now, let this month go past. And here I am today 
the movie was not even on yet. Here I am today cleaning up. And this is why I said we had such a great week, you guys. Cleaning up, laundry's done. I mean, cleaning the couch cushions. I mean, everything is just, oh, I just love God. And I give him the glory for it because I know he gave me the strategy to get my house in order and to be the homemaker that he called me to be. And so, and of course, I all I have to give a shout out to my husband because he is most definitely a partner, um, period. And so, you know, the house is together today. We got some new bar stools, honey. If you don't know about these bar stools, make sure you go follow my YouTube channel because I will most definitely be to- talking about these bar stools. But we have definitely gone through four sets of bar stools. And now, oh my gosh, you guys, now we have found the ones. Okay, I'm obsessed. But anyway, cleaning up laundry and I'm thinking kind of just having a conversation in my head with God and I know that I'm going to record the podcast today and I had a topic already ready for you guys but as I'm cleaning up my son is like hey mommy can we watch something cool go turn it on the first movie Nemo Nemo ends right as I'm like cleaning cooking whatever next he's like mommy can I put on Wally oh sure go ahead turn on Wally so I continue right to continue with my cleaning, whatever else that I'm doing. And then I'm still talking to, like, I'm literally talking to God throughout the day. And this is something that I'm telling you guys, like I literally talk to God throughout my day. It, it, it literally never stops. Okay. And so talking to God in my head, cleaning up at the same time, strategizing in my head, what I have to do next, what I need to send out, blah, blah, blah. And then boom, what is this movie Wally about? And God is like, this is what I need you to go talk about today. And so that is why we're talking about this today. Okay. Can't do everything for you. And so this movie, Wally, it is a very interesting movie, if you will. It's one of those movies about robots. And you could think of it kind of like iRobot, if you want to think of it in an adult type of way, like something that you could compare this to, it could be iRobot, right? If you remember iRobot, again, millennial kid here, if you remember iRobot, it was all about how the robots were so amazing and they were like your companions and they pretty much did everything for you. The cars even drove themselves, right? In 2022, we do have cars that drive themselves. And so then the robots like switched and they tried to take over the world, right? So this movie, Wally. It talks about how the humans had accumulated so much trash on earth that the earth itself became a toxic place to live. And so the humans had to leave because the earth itself was toxic. And so they built a spaceship to house all of the humans in the earth. And because technology is so advanced, they were able to build robots who could literally do everything for them. I mean, you think about iRobot, but this was just on a whole different level in this kid's movie. Okay. Um, the robots literally did everything for them. Chairs are hoverboards. So the people literally didn't even have to walk. <laughs> the robots were literally voice activated. All you had to do was say, bring me the remote. Something's going to go get the remote for you or something's going to move your seat to take you over to the remote, right? And so you just speak a command and the robot does it kind of like Siri. Now, 700 years goes by 
And I mean, the humans are absolutely useless. They're absolutely useless, you guys. If you've ever seen this movie, then you understand what I'm saying. You can literally visualize it in your head. The humans were absolutely useless. They have become so dependent on the robots that they can barely read Okay, they can barely read. And as a human race, as a race of people, they have gained so much body fat from lack of exercise, lack of movement, that their bones have shrunken on the inside of them. So their bones don't even match and can't even really do what they're supposed to do because they have so much body fat. And I don't know if the right word is body fat or body mass, but you definitely get what I'm saying. And so with that being said, the humans could not even walk. These are adult humans that I'm talking about. Adult human beings with supposed jobs and supposed a president and all of these different things. But because of their dependence on these robots, these adult humans are pretty much infants at this point, pretty much babies, okay? And it is ridiculous to watch, but it is such a good message in the movie, I believe, because that is how we can be with God. We can think that he is supposed to do everything for us. We are just supposed to believe and it is supposed to be done, but the reality is we have to match faith with works. The reality is in this show, the robots did everything for them. And then the robots turned on them. The robots tried to take over. They were actually away from the earth much, much longer than they were even supposed to be away because number one, they were so used to these robots doing everything for them, reading, uh, feeding themselves, walking, looking things up. They, they literally did not have any capacity to do anything for themselves. They barely even touched other people because they spent most of their lives in a chair that would move them on their voice command, right? And so when we think about this dependence that we have on God, which we should be 100% dependent on him, he also wants us to understand that he can't do everything for you because if he does, then he's enabling you. Then you would think that you don't have to think for yourself. Then you would think that you don't have to pray for yourself and for other people. Then you would think that you don't have to put in the work to fast and consecrate. Then you would think that, okay, cool. I'm literally don't have to do anything. God is just going to sit here and do it for me. And if I mess up, I'll just repent. And that's just that. And this is not what God wants us to to be like. This is not who God wants us to be because if that was the case, then we're useless, especially with a world that is run by the opposite of God, that is run by the Antichrist, that is run by everything that is opposite of God, that's run by evil, right? And so can't do everything for you. God is telling you today, I can't do everything for you because you'll become so dependent that you won't do the work for yourself. You won't continue to seek me, right? You won't continue to have a relationship with me and then you'll just be in a trance. Oh, that's a whole nother topic and conversation that we will most definitely be talking about sometime here soon. But then you'll just be in a trance and eventually that relationship, because relationships take work. Now, mind you, in the movie, I forgot to mention it, mention it the people didn't even touch each other. Because they were so used to robots doing everything for them and sitting in their chairs, they didn't even touch each other. 
They couldn't even maintain relationships with their spouses because they were so lazy. And I'm not calling you lazy. I'm not calling myself lazy. I'm just trying to point out this fact of you cannot become too dependent on someone else or something else and think that you will still be useful, right? If you are so dependent on something else to help you walk, eventually your legs will have no use. If you are so dependent on something else to have you think, eventually your brain would have no use. If you are so dependent on something else to write for you or to talk for you or to think for you, eventually your hands, your mouth, again, your brain, your mind will become useless and idle. And that just makes room for the devil to come in. That just makes room for a trance to literally take place, especially within our minds, especially within this earthen vessel. And so I just really want to talk today about God can't do everything for you. You have to match your belief in him, your trust in him and your pursuit of him with the works. So daring to wait, daring to tear down, daring to invest, daring to discover and discern, right? Daring to emerge. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about when I'm using this word dare, it's literally coming from my dare to pursue process. And God had given me this vision of me helping the MVP. And I know I talked about it last week on the podcast, but he has really taken this MVP thing to the next level, you guys. And I never even, I'm like, God, what? Okay. This is what you want to do. I'm called to the most valuable player in the bloodline. I'm called to the most valuable player. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it because not only is it more clarity and just more confirming, but it's also very powerful and very much needed. Now, if you've been with me for a while, you know, I've talked about breaking generational curses and building generational wealth. There's usually one or two people in a specific bloodline that is like that. Right now, I know that I'm that person in my bloodline and a better way, like God just gave me a better way to talk about it and a better way to explain it with MVP, the most valuable player. And so if you haven't already signed up for my free Dare to Pursue MVP day, which will be held on September 10th at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, What are you waiting for? Go ahead and click that link in the show notes and register. Um, It is ah, just so grateful and so excited for what God is about to do. And this revelation of can't do everything for you takes us directly back to that dare to pursue process. You cannot operate fully and wholeheartedly in your calling, in your purpose and grab your promise If you don't do the foundational work, which is the, which is exactly what dare to pursue is. But if you don't do the foundational work to align yourself and build a foundation in your mind on biblical truths, biblical principles. And these are the things that I like to call the wealth mindset. Jesus is wealthy place because once you build that foundation, once you build that foundation, everything else flows naturally. And I'm, and I'm again, last week's episode, faith does not make it easy. It makes it possible. Once you do that, things become possible that you never dreamt of before. 
Things become possible that you never even thought of before, that you never even thought could be possible for you, but you've seen it happen for other people, but you're like, "Mm, that probably won't happen for me, or I'm probably not good enough for that, or I've never seen anybody in my family have that experience or have that happen to them or not live in poverty or buy their own home or purchase their brand new car or have money in the bank more than a thousand, two, three, four, ten thousand dollars in the bank or have a healthy relationship or have a healthy, uh, whatever the case may be, have a healthy mindset. Let's not forget mindset, right? Let's not forget operating outside of fear and anxiety and suicidal ideation and just mental health issues. This is what God has for you as the MVP. I told you last week, if you're listening to this podcast, if you are a member of this family, you are an MVP. You are the most valuable player, but God needs you to accept that and understand that he can't do everything for you. Understand that you have to dare yourself to pursue. Understand that you have to push yourself into purpose. Understand that you have to push yourself into alignment. Understand that you have to push yourself to take action and do I was with a friend yesterday and it was such a good time. You guys will most definitely be hearing from her very soon here on the podcast. I've never had a guest on this show, but she will be the first guest that I have on this show. I was hanging out with her yesterday. We went to brunch and it was a while. We had, it probably had been over a year since we had brunch, but once we got together, it was like, no time had ever passed. We're talking about so many different things, right? And then we get on this topic of where she says, a lot of believers are not followers of Christ. And I said, what girl? Say that one more time. Hold on. She said, a lot of believers are not followers of Christ. The believers, they believe, right? They know he's real. They know he exists, but they choose not to be obedient. They, yeah, they choose not to be obedient. They choose, you know, to do the opposite of what the word says. They choose, they make the intentional decision. That's why every time you come on this show, I say you made the intentional decision to come on here and listen to this conversation that I know will level us up personally, professionally, and spiritually. It is an intentional thing. And y'all, when she said that, it just really hit home for me. It just really made two and two equal four. It really made the electric sparks in my brain be like, oh my goodness, how come I never thought of it like that? It's so simple. Believers, everybody, most people are believers. She, We even talked about how, you know, Satan and his clan, right? And his people, his spirits, his demons, they're believers. They know that God is real, right? They came from heaven, right? They know that the things in the spirit realm are real. They are believers, but they choose. They chose. They made a choice to leave heaven. They made a choice to not be a follower of God's rules and his laws. They made a choice. So I want to ask you today, are you just a believer or are you both a believer and a follower? Something else we talked about was that the believer is the person who hears the word but doesn't do the word. The follower of Christ is the one who hears the word and does the word, hears from God and does what he says, gets the the blueprints and the strategies and goes forward with 
execution, right? And this is the one time where it's like, yes, I'm a follower. I'm a follower. I'm a follower. Okay. I'm not a leader when it comes to God, period. I'm following him point blank and period. Okay. And so it was just really good. Number one, meeting up with her yesterday, but that was really, really good. Are you a believer or are you a believer and a follower? Which one is it? And if you are both a believer and a follower, then you know that faith must be matched with work and you know that God cannot do everything for you. If he did everything for you, you wouldn't have spiritual muscles. You wouldn't be able to fight in the spirit. If he did everything for you, you wouldn't have natural muscles. You would not be able to fight in the natural. If he did everything for you, you wouldn't know how to speak to others. You wouldn't know how to deliver a teaching or a message or provide therapy. You wouldn't know how to create a program, right? You wouldn't know how to create an event. You wouldn't know how to think for yourself or go to him and ask him for the blueprint and a strategy. You wouldn't know how to pray. You wouldn't know how to cover your home and cover your child, your children and cover your family and your husband. You wouldn't know how to do these things if he did everything for you. If works didn't have to be matched with the faith, you wouldn't know how to do these things. That's my main message today, guys, is that God can't do everything for you. You have to figure out when you are going to intentionally make that choice to be like, okay, God, I'm going to go. Okay, God, I got the confirmation. I was literally on a prayer call this morning and I shared how God just kept confirming and confirming and confirming all week what he wanted me to do and how to do the Dare to Pursue MVP day and what it's going to become come next year. So make sure y'all stay connected. And I was like, sharing my testimony and just sharing my experience this week. And I said, I don't know how else to explain it or another word for it except confirmation because it was like, I didn't need any more confirmation, but it was like, it kept coming. It kept coming. It kept coming. And she was like, I just think of this as God yelling at me. And he was yelling at me all week. Okay. Yelling at me, Victoria, this is what needs to be done. Here is the blueprint. Here is the strategy. I already gave you the process. All you got to do is do it. Whoever shows up, that's who I ordained to be there. Whoever doesn't show up, it wasn't meant for them. And so it was just so interesting that she was like, yeah, I call this guy yelling at me. And now I'm going to start saying that because I've had this happen another time, but this time, not as much as the other time that it happened. When I first created my first, very first course, it was called the butterfly effect. And I, he was yelling at me. Okay. The confirmations were a hundredfold. He was yelling at me, but this time child all week this week, because mind you, he had already given it to me, right? Because We had an episode go out last week and I told you guys, hey, be ready. September 10th, be there. Dare to pursue MVP day. But even after that episode went up, even after I recorded that episode all week, it did not stop. So at least I'm going to say two, three hundred fold this time, two, three hundred fold this time. And I really implore you to be in the room. Okay, I implore you to be in the room again. This is a free event. Dare to Pursue MVP Day. You are the MVP. Come and learn how to operate as the MVP and then figure out your impact promise. Figure out how you will impact the nations and figure out how you will impact those God has called you to impact. I am so excited. I am so excited. We are literally just two weeks away, I think. We'll have one more episode go up before the actual event. But yeah, 
I also will only be letting in a handful of people because I want to make, this is my first time. So I want to make sure that I can give the undivided attention to everyone that I need to give to them. And yeah, I am very excited and I hope you got the word today. God can't do everything for you. At some point, you have to make a choice. Just like he gives us free will. I've talked about free will so many times on this show. Just like he gives us free will, you have to make the choice to whether or not you're going to show up and you're going to dare to pursue or if you're going to stay stagnant and stay where you are and not pursue because it's scary, not pursue because of imposter syndrome, not pursue because of people pleasing and you're afraid of what others may think of you, not pursuing because of mental roadblocks. (sighs) The link is in the show notes, you guys. Make sure that you go ahead and check that out. And I will see you back here, same time, same place for another episode of the Successful Servant Leader Podcast.